I think this might be our first podcast. If not, oh well. But uh, this is Tula, and I've got my friend Chris, who's hey. here with me. Hey guys, nice to be with you. And uh, we've even got Peter, who's our producer. He didn't want a microphone, but that's all good. Mm. But um, why are we doing a podcast? Well, as many of you would know, if you've been here over the last few Sundays, but we are about to embark on a fast. And um, I think these are such key and critical moments in the life of any community. And so what we felt to do was maybe just to give some handles and, and maybe just go through some of the reasons why we are fasting, some things just to be aware of. And so we really desire that this podcast would just be a tool for you as a community that would help you and prepare you. I think sometimes we can just rush into things mm. and uh, we really don't want to do that. We really want to uh, prepare ourselves and our hearts for what God is wanting to do with us as a community. And so that's the reason why we are here. And basically, we're going to be just looking at three questions uh, that we want to answer that will help you, um, whether you've been saved for many years, getting saved, or you've been saved for just a few weeks, um, but just three things that we think will be helpful for you. So the very first thing that we're going to look at is, is fasting biblical. And for that, I'm going to turn to my crony, uh, Chris, and uh, he's just going to go through some things for us. So Chris, why don't you take it away? Thanks, Tools. And um, yeah, it's, it's great just to be able to do this. And we're just wanting to bring another medium that may, um, may help you guys through this fast, because it is an important time for us as a community. And um, is it biblical? Well, obviously, I think that's a, we can just well, say like yes Chris. from the start. <laughs> so we just tick the box yeah, there yeah. and we're done here. We've done well there, so <laughs> can hand over back to Tula. No. <laughs> Bless it, no, but, no, uh, but yeah, we can, I mean, maybe just to speak about fasting a little bit. Um, you know, one of the key places that we see fasting, certainly in the New Testament is with Jesus, where it speaks about him eating nothing over the period of about 40 days. It doesn't indicate that he didn't have water, but certainly he didn't eat anything. And he said he was very hungry. Um, and that, that's what we would call like a, a full fast. But we do see some partial fasts throughout scripture as well, where um, even in Daniel 10, 3, where he speaks about, I ate no delicacies or no meat or wine entered my mouth. So you can have both full fasts or partial fasts. And we see both of them throughout scripture. And both in the Old Testament, we see all the um, the big guys of the of the faith. You know, the Davids and the Moses and um, all the the Numzans, as we would name them, <laughs> who um, who fasted for different reasons throughout um, throughout the scriptures. But um, some some corporate fasts were even held throughout scripture, which is quite amazing. So you see, even like with Esther, when she hears about um, her people, which are about to be um, eradicated or um, actually murdered or wiped out. And she calls a, 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 what you'd call an absolute fast. There's no water and no food for three days. And it's amazing how God delivered the, um, his people through, through um, his people actually crying out to him. So we see it throughout scripture, Jehoshaphat and two Chronicles, Judah was being invaded and um, he called for a national fast there as well. And, um, and what I, one of the stories which I really love is Nehemiah before he embarks on this massive big work um, to rebuild the wall, the first thing that he does is he, is he stops and he, he fasts and prays and calls out to God. So um, we see huge benefits with fasting throughout scripture, which I think is amazing. And, and some people have taken it to the extreme where, where they now think that it's commanded for us to fast, which is often a, um, a misconception. So because it, it really does have such beautiful spiritual benefits, you know, yeah. Um, so they then say, well, is it now a commandment? Do we have to fast? Um, does Jesus say that we should? And simple answer is no. No, he doesn't command it. Um, but he does in the Sermon on the Mount. He speaks about giving. He speaks about praying. And he speaks about fasting all in the beginning of chapter six, which one would assume then means that these are all part of our Christian 
Christian devotion, you know, part of us giving ourselves to Jesus, you know. So, um, so he speaks about when you fast. Um, so it's not saying that you should, you should, but that you would, as Christians, yeah. you would fast. It's actually something that's that you want to do. Yeah. It's something that stirs in you. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Which which it should be. So there's no commandment to it um, uh, in Scripture to fast, but but Jesus really does um, assume that we will fast. And what I love about Jesus Jesus's teachings, he's not he's not trying to either um, promote or or, or stop fasting, but he's just trying to restore proper fasting. You know yeah. what what fasting should be, um, which I think is amazing. You know, and, and he even has that conversation with the Pharisees where um, where they say, um, "Why why are your your guys not fasting while yeah. all the other disciples are busy fasting?" And he speaks about actually it's because when the bridegroom's not here, then they will fast. Yeah. But right now the bridegroom's here and they get to celebrate. But yeah. when he's gone, they'll they'll desire him more, which will cause them to want to fast. So. It's like fasting at a wedding. I'm like, you yeah, just would not do such weird. a thing. You, you know? don't do that. It's a celebration time when <laughs> yeah. Jesus is around. But 100%. now we, we're longing for him. You yeah. Know? Um, so yeah, we see scripture throughout scripture, um, people fasting. Just the last example that I'll use in Acts chapter 13, which I think I, I love this story because you see um, people being set apart during a fast for the work to which God's called them. So, so I'll just read it in Acts chapter 13, verse one to three. It says, set apart for me, Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. So after that fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. But it was during a time of fasting and worshiping, actually it speaks yeah. about, that um, Jesus speaks to them and, and sets them apart for the work to which he's called them, which I think is incredible. And I think it's something of the heart that we're carrying um, into this fast. So with that, I'm going to hand over back to Tools with our second question. Come on. Tools. So good, Chris. Thank you for just setting that uh, foundation for I us. I haven't so. asked my question yet, bro. You've got you to gotta hold a second. Oh, my bad. So my the, bad. The question is, <laughs> <laughs> whoop, whoop. what is the purpose of fasting? So why don't you tell us? Oh, thank you, Chris, for asking me such a good, insightful <laughs> question. So um, Chris uh, gave me just a book just to read. It's called The Celebration of Discipline. It's by a guy named Richard Foster. And um, I love in there, he does speak a little bit about fasting, but he says this, and I just want to quote it because I think he says it best. He says, fasting must forever be centered around Jesus. And I think sometimes it's so easy to forget that fasting should be centered around Jesus. I think sometimes we can come and we've got all of these long lists and, and sometimes they are very valid things. As you've mentioned in the scriptures, for different reasons, we saw nations and individuals, people fasting, crying out to God. And there is that aspect of it. But I love what he says is that actually at the center of the, the fasting, at the center of us getting together is actually we want to seek Jesus. We want to mm. draw closer to him. And um, I think for us, I'd love it as if as a people of Redpoint, that would be the core, the focus of why we are fasting is we want to draw near to him. And uh, I think it is an amazing opportunity. I just think of James 4 verse 8 that says, draw near to me and I will draw near to, to you. This is Jesus speaking. And so it's almost, there's an invitation, God saying, if you would draw near to me, then I will draw to like his response. He can't help but to come closer to us. And I just think that is an amazing and a beautiful privilege that we have this magnificent God who is ruling and reigning, uh, but he's so personable and he wants to spend time with us. And, um, and so I think that's an amazing aspect that actually we can draw close to him. I think it's a great opportunity to get in the word. Mm. Um, 
Again, I, I want to quote from the book and uh, page 70 for those that are following with me. No, I'm just kidding. Just relax. Um, it's, uh, I just want to co- uh, quote this and it says, Fasting reminds us that we are sustained by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And we know that comes from Matthew 4 verse 4. He carries on and he says, Food does not sustain us. God sustains us. And I think it's such an important thing. Even through all of the, just the difficulties of this country, we can so easily look for different things. But again, we're reminded that it's God uh, who is the one that sustains us. Very he good. continues and he says, in Christ, all things hold together, Colossians 1.17. Therefore, in experiences of fasting, we are not so much abstaining from food as we are feasting on the word of God. And I just thought, you know, the, the beauty of fasting is that we want to turn off the distractions and now we've got time on our hands and I trust that part of the time that we have, we use it to draw near to God, but we also use it to just nourish ourselves in the word. And I love this. He says, fasting is feasting. Mm-hmm. And um, I think such an, uh, an amazing just way to put it that actually we might not be eating, but we want to feast on Jesus. And so anyway, so I mean, there's one could go on for a while, but I think those are two amazing things um, that come out for me in terms of the purpose of fasting. And uh, also just quoting from this book again. John Wesley declares, first, let it, speaking of fasting, be done unto the Lord with our eyes singly fixed on him. Let our intention here and be this and this alone to glorify our father who is in heaven. That is the only way we will be saved from loving the blessing more than the blessing. I think so often um, as believers, we can start loving the blessing, the things that we get from the blessing. But I feel like one of the, the things that happens during our fast is that our eyes, once again, are focused on them. All of the other things, the peripheral things actually fall away and fade away as we turn our eyes and our focus towards Jesus. So that's just some of the purposes. And I think if I can bring it a little bit closer to home, again, just I'm quoting a fair amount from this book, but this book really is good. Um, the writer says, once the primary purpose of fasting is firmly fixed in our hearts, we are at liberty to understand that there are also secondary purposes to our fasting. Like Chris obviously mentioned, for the different nations, there are other reasons. And I think as a community, one of the things that we want to do is we want the mobilization of the saints. And um, I remember one of Nick's preachers, I think it was last year, he spoke about concentric circles. And I get that picture when I think of Redpoint. There are those that are maybe on the outskirts um, and then there's, there's different layers all the way to the core. And I think for me, it would be so amazing to see everybody take a step forward. As Chris encouraged us a few weeks ago, that actually if we're on the outskirts, we would make our way into the very core of what God is doing with Redpoint as a community. And so I love that aspect. I thought of um, actually a sense of God making us effective, effective as parents, effective in the workspace, um, effective to be able to reach uh, with the gospel. And so I know that's another aspect of piece of us coming together and fasting that God would make us effective in all that we do. And maybe you've got your own personal um, list. It could be strongholds over your life or your family. It could be you're praying for financial breakthrough or for sickness or even for your future. God, what is it that you have got for me? And so all of those things uh, can be part of the reason why we're fasting. But I think it's so good um, that at the core of that, at the centers, we really do want to draw near to him. And as I said, we could go on for so long, but I'm going to bring this part to a close and Maybe, Chris, you can just kick us off with our third aspect of why we're fasting. Yeah, that's so good, Sauce. And that, I love that, you know, like that's what we're looking for, centralizing on Jesus, focusing on Him, and, um, and trusting that He brings what He needs to through that. And uh, we just thought what we could do is give you some practical how do we fast. And uh, if you're new to this, please don't be too scared. I think guys can get very daunted by fasting. 
Um, and in some ways, you know, there's been such a bad rap around fasting because some guys are taking it to the extreme where it's been really unhelpful and unhealthy. Uh, right to the other side where if you don't get three meals a day, you feel like you're going to die. So we're going to try and find some, some nice middle ground there and help you out. So before, maybe some things to take note of before you even start fasting. So just some words of encouragement, slow down on the coffee. Mm, Probably good, good step, <laughs> you know, at the start. Caffeine withdrawal is a real thing. So yep. um, from the weekend, maybe cut down by four or five cups um, if you are that way inclined. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, um, but it is helpful just to slow down before so that you don't have a massive headache for the next or the first two days of your fast. Yeah. Um, sometimes you can think, man, I'm going to have a, a huge meal the night before so that it carries me through for four days. Don't do that. Um, so it actually, no ribs. No, <laughs> no, no ribs. ribs. Okay. You can have ribs, but one. <laughs> but um, it's just, it's just what it does is it stretches your stomach and now you're really hungry the next day. So maybe even just slow down on food um, up till Monday until you start fasting. It just will help. Third yeah. thing, mentally, be prepared to be tempted. It's going to happen. <laughs> the day that you decide to fast is the day that your um, friend at work is going to come and offer you a really nice bunny chow from Curry-O's and yep. that's going to... Um, be presented to you and you're just going to have to know beforehand that it's helpful just to say no because uh, oh, so it's time that you're setting aside for Jesus and um, you know the enemy works through many different ways <laughs> um, so but also as Tools mentioned earlier actually I thought it was a great point but he said actually prepare your heart spiritually Yeah, you, yeah. you know even read through the scriptures what we're going to do is at the, uh, on our description of the podcast is we're going to have some scriptures that you can go and read through that even before you get to Monday that can help you just mentally prepare and, and, and um, get ready for the time together you don't want to come into a fast wired or you know all distracted you want to be ready for for God to speak because that's our desire for the time so the ideal fast what we're aiming for as a community and we really do want to invite everybody in so whether you're a child or have medical conditions I'll go through some of those things but the ideal um, fast that we're going to be doing now is no food um, through the from Monday through to Thursday, um, but but you can drink water or fruit juice during the day, um, you know, and which will be mints. fun. Please have mints on hand. Let me just say, helpful hand. Mint, M I N T. Yes, yeah, not yeah. mints, M I N C E. We're not making spaghetti. Pot, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no mints for your breath. It's yeah, just a yeah. helpful thing yeah, in the office is, in your car. Probably just you and know, it, for the a, sake of others around it's you. It's a real thing because it's yeah. your body getting rid of toxins. Yeah. You know, so so some mints are helpful. Um, so, um, but this, yeah, okay. So no food, water or fruit juice during the day. And then at nighttime, we're just going to have a cup of soup together, whether you be with life group, um, or by yourself at home. And that's what we're looking at. So through the week and then parents, if you have kids, we really want to encourage you, bring your kids into the space, teach them about what you're doing, why we're doing it. Um, they don't have to necessarily fast food for the whole four days, but maybe some sweets or, um, TV or something Mm. that they're really FIFA, FIFA. Yeah. Mm. PlayStation, those types of things. You can be creative, but it's setting aside something good for something better and and teach them that actually Jesus is the best thing that they could possibly desire. Um, and that's just what you're wanting to teach them. And I think Uh, even if I can add Chris, like even in the devotional so either Tuesday or Wednesday, depending when your life group meets, you'll have some time as a family. I mean, it would be great to hear from them. So actually, how's it been for you? Yeah. Um, and it's amazing because God, you know, do we have an expectation that God will speak to our kids yeah. or to your kids, you know? And so I think bringing them in and even teaching them from a young age that actually this is just who we are and we're people that want to devote ourselves. And so we also just want to hear from them and see what God is saying to them. So. 100%. Very good. So... Include them in the devotion times, teaching them how to pray. It's a great space. 
If you have a medical condition, I mean, be wise. Please don't go and not eat if you're supposed to eat with tablets and that type of thing. But make extra room just to be with Jesus. That's yeah. what we're wanting to do. If you happen to you know, make a mess up, please don't get bummed. Our heart is, is not law. It's, it's, it's to set ourselves apart for Jesus so that he would speak to us. And yeah. that's our desire really as a community that Jesus would speak to us. Um, bring us his word and direction to run in both individually and corporately. Yeah. So that's the heart. So yeah. those are our three things. Tools? Yeah. Maybe if I can just close off, if you're happy for me, I was just thinking of Jeremiah 29, 13, and it says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And I think if, for me personally, if I could, if there was a banner over the fastest, actually, I want to seek God in many different aspects, many different ways, but it would be just amazing if as a community would be those that are just hungering and saying, God, we, we want a deeper hunger for you, for your word, for the kingdom, and what you're doing with us as red points. And so, Maybe I can leave that with our people. Amen. And so, so look forward to seeing you guys. Um, we will meet on uh, Monday evening here together to pray, to worship. And so really looking forward to seeing you guys then. Chris, thank you so much for being here. Peter, our IT guru who said nothing. Um, just thank you for being here and uh, look forward to seeing you guys soon.